This is how you start a podcast. I mean, if you right say here. so. No, no. That's how you start a podcast. Wait for it. Wait for it. You got to turn this out. Turn this uh, out. He wants to rock out. Okay, turn it out. Rock out. Is that... Okay, this is some bat metal. It's called, it's called bat metal. You got to watch the video. Okay. You got to watch the video. Uh, there's a lot going on. I, f- I feel like it's a little aggressive for my. Oh no 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 no. The the video makes you feel welcomed. It, like you trust me. Uh, Diddy's over there still watching the video right now on silent. And look at that face. I. Did you you got to watch the video. Bat She's metal. Look it up like on YouTube. Look it up on YouTube. That's how you start a podcast right there. Bat so, metal. But what's the name of the band? I don't know. You don't know. No, it's I just... think it's like just type in bat metal. You'll right. find it. Trust me. That's fair. Um, that's bat metal. This is just kickball. This is just kickball. We're back. It's volume twelve right uh, now. Yeah, uh, we are absolutely in the in the tween phase right uh-huh. now. Uh-huh. We are finding our voice. We are uh, we're kind of in our puberty right? mode. We're, right. I, think, I the, think we're in sixth grade. Right. Yeah. We're maybe it's like September sixth grade. I think it's actually seventh. Is it really? Yeah. Holy shit. Because uh, Chico's turning 10 uh-huh. on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. It's his birthday. I bought him a little set of golf clubs for his birthday. So big shout out to my son, uh, Claudio. Fucking. Uh, what a handsome young man. Fucking Chico. Son of a bitch. Unfortunately, he looks just like me. Yeah. Um, it is unfortunate. So it's, yeah. It's, I'm, I... it's his height that's the unfortunate part. <laughs> no, his height. No, it's little Ricky. <laughs> it's little Ricky that I'm worried about. I, I mean, I think little Ricky's probably mo- top out 5'6", maybe 5'7". Oh, five, man. Seven. Oh, He'll man. be a gymnast. I got to get him. He's in gymnastics. I feel like that's really the way he's uh, destined to go. But All right. Well, if you're that. listening now. That means you've been listening for a little bit. Come find us on itsjustkickball.com. You'll find all of our podcasts there, right? Uh, the whole archive is on there. Yeah, it's justkickball.com. So the way just we, like that. The, the, the way we started this uh, this podcast is it, it started as it's just kickball, and then we trans transitioned it early on in the process to just kickball. Yeah. So you, you'll forgive us for the confusion. Justkickball.com. Yeah. That's where you'll find our podcast. Emphasize the just, like Ricky, when he yells at me, justkickball.com. Justkickball.com. Okay. Uh, we got a new promo. We do. We got a new promo. I ran into this place. It's a barbecue restaurant joint on 34th and Killingsworth. Uh, bomb-ass barbecue. Um, they're hurting for business a little bit. They they need, they need some walk-ins. Uh, the cool thing about this joint, it's called Seven Rivers Barbecue. They're the official barbecue joint for the Trailblazers. They do the barbecue nachos. That's crazy. Are you yeah. serious? No, for right, sure. So, so here's the thing: is like I got here at, <laughs> just before Beam, and uh, Beam came in and he was hangry. Oh fuck yeah, I was. He I was, was hangry, bro. Oh yeah, I was on one. Yeah, and and like like uh, immediately we knew he had to just go get something <laughs> in his stomach. He came back with this shit eating grin, and he was just like. So happy uh, from his experience over at Seven Rivers Barbecue. Uh, it clearly All right, so is I got a, a place to be. I got a cheesesteak sandwich, and I got the cowboy sandwich. I, I, I Not to I, mention the sampler that you got oh, beforehand. Yeah, okay, dude, why do you got to bring up old shit? Well, because I, I just want to make sure that everyone understands just how much food Okay, so I, I can put some away. I can put Barbecue. some away. Uh, let's go ahead and go right into the Candace stuff. Okay, she's running for uh, city council position one. Get those fucking ballots in. You have until May 19th to drop in. Now you've already missed your day to put it in the mail. Yeah. Um, uh, May 14th um, was libraries. 
uh, I think every every state library is a drop-off point. Um, and then there's other ones too. I, I can't tell you that I know the other ones, but I know that any public library is a drop-off point for your ballots. And so, we gotta vote. Yeah. So so if you're if you're uh, ghetto, it's library. If it, if you are uh, a little bit more uh, learned, uh, you you might want to say library. Uh, but either way, that's where you'll go. That's one of the spots that you can go to drop off your ballots. Uh, make sure that you get out there and vote. Have your voice heard. It's important, especially in these times. Uh, to 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 get our voice out there and 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 have us heard. So okay, uh, tough pill to swallow here, which we already knew uh, OKC was not gonna do it this season. Yeah. Um, Parks and Recs have been officially closed through September for sporting activities. Is that what I understand? Uh, the, the, you know that's the 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 word out. Um, right. I think I saw that um, post. I can't remember. Was it Lucy that posted that? Yeah, it may have been Lucy. Either way, yeah. whoever it was that posted it, it's, 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 God, it's tough. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's. Listen, at some point, it, what's right is right, mm-hmm. and um, you know, there, there has to be um, some, some, some sacrifice made right. from all parties, and I feel like this is the, the, the right thing to do. It's one of the reasons why, you know, as you know, the chair of OKC, I, I was really kind of aware that that was. Something I wanted to, you know, make the yeah, captains we, aware we, of. We've really got in front of it, and now we kind of have to accept it. This is the reality as it is, um, and it's going to be the reality for every league out there. Yeah, and, and it could be, listen, guys, it could be, you know, years that we're dealing with this. Um, let's let's be, let's get out in front of it. Let's do what we have to do to um, kind of squash it as much as we can from the get-go. I understand things are opening up to you know some extent now, but um, continue to practice your your social distancing uh, to the best of your ability. Continue to make sure that you're being safe. Wash your hands. Say your prayers. Take your vitamins. And uh, <laughs> so uh, let me tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we gave you the shit sandwich. Now it's time for some dessert. Guess what I got to do this weekend. What did you get to do this weekend? I got some red time. Oh. Yes, I did. Oh. Let me fucking tell you. That I red got some is red so time. hot right That now. red is so hot. He is almost as hot as Zach Frey. Almost. Almost. But uh, he's real fit. But now when I when I say he's almost as hot as Zach Frey, it's he's been working out so oh, yes. much that he's almost dude. as hot as Zach Frey, guys. And he's got the, the red locks of hair going it's, on. Yeah, it's oh, totally dude. like... I saw him cruising on his bike. And they were they were flowing, dude. They were flowing. The hair was just like in the wind. You've got a man boner for for red. Maybe I do. You might. Maybe <laughs> I do. Maybe I do. So I don't know if it, I think man boner was a little redundant there. I think I said you just got a you got a boner for red. I think a boner for red would have been is it, enough. Is it that obvious? Yeah, like clearly. Is it that obvious? Clearly. I bet they can see it on the podcast right now. <laughs> You can feel the boner uh-huh. on his on the podcast. Um, it was it was a lot of fun. My my homie uh, Travis the virus showed up. Um, he should probably think about changing his name. No, no, that's a keeper. <laughs> I'm just it's saying, a keeper. The virus. It's in a the keeper. time of the corona, it's a keeper. Just ask just ask Diddy, and you know <laughs> the, the virus fits. He earned it. <laughs> he earned it. Uh, no, we had uh, and then um, a Red's roommate is his name Dan. He showed up. He's a cool cat. So I had Red, Dan, 
uh, Michelle and Travis over, and we were talking kickball. Dude, we had some beers. It was, it was, a, it was a little it, bit of normal. A little bit of normal, and it, it's sick that that little bit of normal really brought me home. You know, it, it brought some love out of me, and um, it hurt having to tell everybody bye that night. Yeah. God, that was such a good night. It was such a good night. Um, Red, I know you listen to podcasts, man, and, and I'll tell you this every day I can. I absolutely fucking love you, man, and, and thank you for coming over. Thank you for being my, being my friend in this case. Well, and as, and as much as, you know, uh, Beam loves you, uh, Red, you know I love you more. Uh, so, <laughs> and Diddy's over, uh, the boss is over there shaking her head and be like, no, I love you most. So, um, yeah, listen, uh, but here's the thing. I think the moral of that story is really understanding there we can do things to m- mitigate our our experiences and our and our h- hardship and our pain through this all um we can be smart we can meet in small doses uh, mm-hmm. we can be safe in those interactions um but it's important that we try to find a way to create some normalcy in our our lives because Things aren't normal, um, but it's important that we feel uh, loved and connected and and with each other and um, and and it sounds yeah. like you were able to experience that. that. Was great. That's beautiful. It was great. So we're gonna move on. I really love the uh, seven barbecues promo we got today. If you got anything else, anybody wants anything mentioned on our podcast, please give it to us. We get we profit nothing from this other than the joy of of uh, advertising for our community. Yeah, it's really just about. Literally um, trying to promote uh, small businesses mm-hmm. in the, the the Portland community. Um, we we want to we want to make people we want to help people uh, survive. Kind of get uh, through, through this together. And, uh, through you know? this all. So uh, if if we can use our little voices and and our little platform to to help uh, that happen, I think it'd be fantastic. So, so we got a special guest on today. It's Paul. Before we get to Paul, I have my last little thing I got to get to. Uh-oh. This is, is going to make a surprise for Diddy. This is a surprise for Diddy. The, the, the boss. The boss. Uh-oh. I love surprises. Uh, well, it's actually not for Diddy. I just said it so oh. everybody would. So here's the real surprise. <laughs> everybody, Sunday is Ricky's birthday. Oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> so if you're listening today, it's Friday. If you're listening today, it's Friday. That you got two days to get your shit together. Because they're listening on Friday. Sunday is Ricky's birthday. Get to him. Call him. Text tell him. Tell that baby how much you, know, you love him. Tell him how much you love him. Be there for the man. Um, just like Red was there for me on Sunday of last week. Be there for Ricky Sunday. How old are you going to be, now. old man? I, it, is, it is the big four zero. Oh, am, the big four zero. I am turning 40 years old. I uh, am... Uh, absolutely in retirement age with regards to uh, playing recreational sports, but I have no intention of slowing down. I have no intention of taking myself off the field. Rock on. I am Damn bringing it bigger, badder, stronger. I want to be there probably until my my, my kids can join me on it. So Out of curiosity, Rick, is 40, is, is that the one that comes with back pain? <laughs> no, the back pain came at 35. Oh, okay, 35. That's that's yeah. where it the comes. The back pain that's came right. at 35. The knee the, the, the knee pain came at 37. Mm. And uh, yeah, no, I I've I don't know what's maybe my you know ass falls off. I don't know. <laughs> so you want to get to our guest today? 
Uh, let's yeah, let's absolutely get to our guest. Um, so it, uh, I'll I'll do it. I'll do a little introduction here. Uh, so uh, I, we had a conversation last week mm-hmm. about roughing. Right. And James was awesome. It was a fantastic conversation. It was a great yep. show. I really feel good about it. Uh, but one of the first things that happened was that. Uh, I I got bitch slapped <laughs> over over uh, uh, I, you know messenger uh, uh-huh. and, and I was like hey dude let me tell you something man <laughs> you tell missed me. an opportunity brother tell we could have had the powers united <laughs> it could have been the ultimate powers <laughs> together talking about <laughs> kickball and refing. And oh, uh, I totally missed the boat on it. And he's right. He's right. And and to be honest with you, this is a man that I've absolutely wanted to have on uh, the program since the beginning, since the onset. Mm-hmm. Um, he has his own podcast. And, and I, yeah, I want to – He does this too, you know? Yeah, I want to pick his brain. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you know him. You love him. He is the face of referees <laughs> in underdog <laughs> kickball. Let me introduce the man, the myth, the legend. He is about six foot three, six foot four, a sexy beast. And pure, I'll call your ass out and laugh at it. Paul Williams. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a hell of an intro. That's probably the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me uh, <laughs> regarding kickball. Oh, <laughs> What's up, Polly? How you been? Uh, you know, man, just uh, trying to deal with this new normal. It's, yeah. uh, you know, it's sobering for sure. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's like you guys were talking about. It's a bummer knowing that this summer is probably off the table. Um, this will be the first red rubber I'll have not refed in, God, like nine years now. Wow. Eight, nine years. I, I, I lost count. I've been doing it for so damn long. So, um, but, yeah, like I'm excited to be on the podcast and, uh, you know, give a, a different perspective maybe than, uh, than what we've heard so far. Man, I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah. No, I listen. Uh, again, I the way the the way that I introduced you, I I don't feel like it was hyperbole. You to me, you are the face of underdog uh, ref uh, refing kickball. Um, I I feel like uh, at least in the, the the you know the summer the leagues that I play in, um, you're you're the you know the the head guy in charge there. So I know Eric's the the boss, the man, the you know the the you know the the weight, but you're the face, baby. You're 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 the you're the draw. You're the you're the guy that brings in uh, the money. So uh, how long have you been refing uh, with Underdog? Well, let's see. Refing kickball, we'll say. Uh, I've been refing with Underdog since 2012. Okay. Mm. In the spring of 2012, I started a season with flag football. Uh, hated it. Mm. And uh, Woody at the time, you remember Woody? I do. Um, Woody said, well, what do you want to do? And I said, well, what about kickball? And he said, yeah, let's try it. And I went out there, Eric trained me, and uh, here I am. <laughs> nice. Here I, here I am. It's a, I don't see an end in sight. So. Nice. Nice. That's awesome. So, so you started in, uh, you said football, flag football. I started in flag football. I did one season at Lewis and Clark at flag football, and it was, um, I don't know. It just didn't. It, it's different. It was really. It's rigid. Is it's it a uh, men's rigid. league co-ed? It was co-ed. It was underdog. It was. Co- I did uh, men's and co-ed. You know, okay. out there, and it's. Um, it's just more rigid. It's just not, uh, I mean, one of the things, like, if you've played on one of my fields, you know that I just, I talk the whole game long, I'm talking. 
and it's you know sometimes it's inspiring and sometimes it's it's making fun and sometimes it's telling you what you should do uh but it's my mouth's never stopping <laughs> and I, you just can't you can't you can't do that when you ref like football because you say one thing and these guys are like weekend warriors and they think that they're you know a couple snaps away from being in the nfl <laughs> well they are just well, well they're certainly not let me tell you <laughs> um, <laughs> bro what game you watching <laughs> I'm getting ready, I'm getting ready to make my professional kickball debut. You see that toe tap? You see that toe tap inbounds? I had control going down to the ground. That's fantastic. That's awesome. They never have control. They never have control. <laughs> well, hey, before we get too deep into our questions, let, let's get to your yeah. stuff first, man. Like, you got anything you want to talk about? You got anything you want to get out, you know? Well... Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll start by this. I'll shout out my podcast real quick to get that out of the way. The shameless plug that I'll give. Um, and uh, my podcast is called the Gracious Losers Podcast. We talk about sports primarily, except for right now where there's not a whole lot of sports going on. We've been talking more about music and movies and pop culture and, and, and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's me and my, my best friend who I've known since we were five years old. Um, That's beautiful. And we record and we, uh, you know, every now and then we have guests on. Uh, we had Dan Morang, who, if you're familiar with the Blazers, is one of the Blazer Outsiders on hmm. um, and, and shot the shit with him. Um, it's a good time. So uh, you can check us out wherever you get podcasts. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, with the small bit of expertise I've had, I can help you guys, you know, grow what you have. Oh, appreciate so, I'd that, love man. that. And, and honestly, listen, if you want uh, to increase your viewership and bring on, the, you know, the, the talent that that we have on this side of the table. And listen, I, I'm there for you. you, you, you I'm, just not let sure. me... I'm not sure that, that, that the internet can handle that. <laughs> yeah. Ricky's only allowed to have one selfish plug a game, you know, no. so. <laughs> <laughs> so. So I guess, I mean, my, my biggest question is, and I've always wondered this because I, so a background on me with Underdog is I started doing kickball and you hear these stories. I used to hear them from Woody and I'd hear them from Eric and hear them from Brian Korber, if you remember Brian Korber. I do. Um, and they would say, oh man, like like some crazy shit went down at Unthank. And oh man, like this went down at Unthank. And this happened at Unthank. And Woody one day said, like, do you want to go riff at Unthank? And I said, no, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm straight, man. You missed I'm out, good. bro. And he said, well, why? And I said, like, honestly, like, I like what we got growing at Seawallcrest. Yeah. Mm. And Seawall Crest became, like, what, I mean, there was a lot of reasons that Unthank went, went under. And we're not going to get into all that, you know, because, again, I wasn't firsthand there. But uh, Seawall Crest became a really great park. Hmm. And a lot of teams came there. And it became, like, when midcore kind of fizzled out of Underdog, it kind of became the closest thing to midcore that they had. Hmm. Um, so a lot of my my background here with kickball is this it's really tunnel vision on on what i know with underdog ah so that's that's so, all the games you watch is just underdog exactly so and i've i've heard people talk about recess time and i've asked I mean, I've, I've asked ricky and i've asked other people like oh like okay that's interesting like mm-hmm. you know like men can men can bunt oh like the first and third line like okay that's interesting like fast mm-hmm. pitch okay get it you know and i've always been a, a proponent of there are so many leagues in this town that if you don't like the one that you're in try something different oh yeah and if you don't like that one come on back to, to where you started or yeah. try a different one or whatever there's so much opportunity in this town for recreational sports that i just i never understood the people who were like underdog or die or recess time or die that's it just seems yeah. like you know like that seems kind of silly to me it's pretty, like, pretty single-minded 
not really helpful well, I, I think so i think they, i think there's there's pros and cons to both i'm sure right uh but i guess my question for you guys and i know ricky plays a considerable amount of underdog on my fields but i know that that you and diddy don't as much right. so what what is it that is the difference in your minds to why recess time might be the draw for i'm assuming that you guys play mostly recess time i don't know but if recess time is the draw, like what is it that about recess time that's so different from underdog, the pro and con? Like, I mean, it, it, I don't really, I personally don't wouldn't consider a pro and con really. It's just a difference, like you were saying. Um, okay. For me, I don't like playing on dirt fields. Um, so, okay. it, but it's a it's a completely different kind of game. But you know, then I started playing VGL and they play on grass and dirt, and you can kind of pitch however you want. And at the end of the day, for me, I just want to play a bunch of kickball. I'll play, you give me the rules, I'll figure them out, I'll play it. I don't really care. Um, if That's I very have, Jen Clark of you, by the way. <laughs> very Jen Clark of you. <laughs> um, but it's true, you know, I mean, we all just want to be out on the field and play ball and strategize and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So for me, each different league having different rules is a different way to play the game right. and a different, a yeah. different style. Um, okay. And, a, you know, I just, I, I prepare games differently. I wear different shoes or cleats. Um, so it's just a different way to play. But for me, personally, I think I prefer playing on grass just as a safety precaution. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. But although I broke my leg um, on uh, turf field, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can tell you my answer. and. Um, my answer really has nothing to do about recess time or underdog. Um, the reason why I primarily only play uh, recess time is because I, I, I struggle to make friends. I really do. Um, I have played with the same team structure, literally the same team, my entire playing career. Um, I've played with The Departed. Um, that's a team that I, I am fortunate enough to captain. That's a team that... Um, uh, that I'm just with and um, you know I know people and there are people who've asked me to play with them and I have but um, I've just never been the best at making friends and that's kind of that's kind of the way you end up playing in all the leagues is that you make friends and you go play with them on various teams and, and I just never really did expand and I don't have I really don't have anything um, negative to say about underdog I don't mind playing on on turf I don't like there's definitely parts that um, that frustrate me for instance uh, I don't think uh, I don't think the um, umpire ever calls uh, aggressive pitching enough um, especially if okay. you're, you're going to play in a league that you're going to call a slow pitch, yet you see it's obvious intentional miss pitch of the ball. That that frustrates me. Just but that's that's semantics really. But it's not like okay. it's not that I don't like. There's nothing I got against the league. I, I I just like Diddy said. I really enjoy playing kickball. It don't matter what what aspect it it is. Um, but no, I'm I'm not the best at making friends, and um, I've been kind of with the same eleven people for five plus years and that's that's why i've primarily played Reese's time i've played waco with the same group and we've we, we did play one or two seasons in underdog um yeah i mean <clears throat> i'll chime in i know you you kind of um didn't ask me but... <laughs> no he said he said he didn't want to ask me. <laughs> but 
but it's cool. Listen, uh, all right. So for me, um, I I've been playing kickball, uh, you know, for a long time. Um, I cut my teeth at underdog. I I definitely have um, an attachment to the game uh, that underdog offers. Um, it, to the reason the, the reason why I play recess or waka is because the, you know, they offer variations to the game. Um, but aside from that, uh, recess specifically, I feel like offers a higher level of competition. Oh yeah, with the fast pitch for sure. Um, and slow pitch. I 100% agree with that. Yeah. I, I'm not even seeing the recess time games, but I know that the, there can be a very skewed competition level. Yeah, and league. Yeah, so um, yeah. you know, I'm I'm at a point in my underdog lifespan that I can play pretty much with, oh shoot, um, give me one second. My son is trying to uh, chime in and say goodnight probably, uh, but I'm gonna go ahead and turn him down uh, and get <laughs> back to him later. Anything for the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> listen, daddy comes first sometimes. Um, uh, so anyway, um, there's, there's something to be said for um, Competition. The, uh, competition. Yeah. And uh, but I'm at the point in my underdog career where I can play with the best of the best, and I can field at any mm-hmm. time a team that will kind of run through a regular season team at underdog. Um. Uh, you know, and and that's just the way it goes. Can and that's you? Fine. I, I, can I mean, you? I can and I do, and I will and I will. Um. <laughs> but uh, the biggest aspect of this for me though is I feel like underdog got to a point where it was kind of chasing away the com- the the really competitive players. Yeah. Um. Uh, and okay. you 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 mentioned the idea that midcourt kind of fizzled out. I it, I don't feel like it was it fizzled out. I feel like it was. Uh, it, in pushed in some, some senses, it, it felt like it was pushed out to smidge. So um, that was my experience. I know that's I, – if I would poll the players that played at the same time, they would probably, you know, share a lot of that perspective. Um, okay. But it's – but that's that's neither here or there. I'm, I'm kind of speaking yeah. for myself here. So. Okay. It's just interesting. I'm always – I ask people all the time, and I ask, you know, I – when I see Danica, I ask Danica. When I see, you know, Cunningham, I'll ask Cunningham. Like it's, you know, uh, when I used to see Brandon, I'd ask Brandon. Um, you know, but I don't see very many people anymore except for the same people, realistically. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a shame. You know, Red Rubber is kind of the, the one time where I get to see like a lot more people. Right, and it know? seems like and Red Rubber is like the only time they really um, kind of. A- I mean, they actively ask for. The midcore, um, yes, midcore competition levels. Uh, do do you offer midcore kickball? They don't. So underdog kickball does not offer it. And I think, does, I mean, so does it? I guess the, I, I'm asking a prying cat question. Is that intentional? Yeah. Yes. So you're my, saying in, it's my in, understanding is it's intentional. It's because it's supposed to be underdog. So yeah, let me give you let me give you an idea of like what what my role is here. So like, generally speaking, if it's at PSU or it's at Buckman or it's mm-hmm. at Peninsula, that's the that's the most competitive field in general. Mm-hmm. That's not to say that some teams are, aren't stinkers because there's gonna be some teams that are just flat out horrible at kickball. Well, that's we, see every, we see it in every league. Yeah. But, so I, I generally will ref that opening day mm-hmm. and then I will try to make a power ranking 
Hmm. to give to the office to say, okay, hey, in a perfect world, the best team should be playing the best teams mm. during the season and let them beat up on each other. Mm-hmm. And then maybe if one of these mid-tier teams runs runs the gamut and goes, you know, 6-0, and 7-0, and then we put them in the top bracket and we let them fight for it. Right. You so, know, and that's that's as competitive I think as they want to get because but but I think the idea behind underdog is is that it's it's a place for everybody to be able to come in and try to play. So a uh, question here is is underdog nationwide? Yeah. No, underdog is Portland and Seattle. Oh, Portland, Seattle. Okay, and follow up here. It, it really seems like they're asking their community to not be competitive. Is is that is that a thing? Are they are they trying to tone down the competition level? Are are they seeking the more um, more corporate team sponsorship? The more um, you know. I think I think yes and no. Because I've I've had this conversation at the bar. I've had the conversation at the bar, and that's the perspective you know we're having at the bar when I when we talk to people. It's like it really feels like underdog corporate is really trying to walk away from uh, you know me and and the homies who drink play kickball and don't like to lose so it's kind of yeah. like forcing me to go find that league that will accept those those teams that want to go beat up on each other and I mean like there's uh, there's a ton of stories about the so-and-so versus the so-and-so and nobody likes to lose you know and I don't I don't feel like you get the same vibe from underdog you know, I, I think it's totally fair, and I think I think the big part of that, honestly, is that it's so it's so difficult. Ricky, you can kind of speak to this to a certain degree because you've seen some of the underdog teams. Yeah, well, so Guar's can, a tough one, a, right? You've seen a team like Too Legit to Kick, yeah, right? Who are who are they're not a bad team by any stretch, but they're not a great team either. They're not one of these elite like fabled teams that you guys talk about. Yeah, uh, you know they go up against uh, you know. Uh, you know, in your old heyday, the stepdaddies, or against the departed, or against the like Kikaracha. Cool or Runnings, or. Cool Runnings. They get, yeah. they get, you know, they're going to get handled. They might be competitive for a few innings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but they just they don't have the talent, and they don't really care that much. Right. So it's like you put a team, and I'm just going to keep using the departed as an example here, just because you, you brought it up. So the departed comes out there, and say you go up 11 nothing, right? Yeah, and then what? Then what? So what happens there? Like, do you turn? You keep your foot on the gas pedal and do you run it up? No, we, no, 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 no. You can't. That's no fun for anybody. But is uh, it more insulting to like hit a ball like I over agree. the outfielder's head and walk the first? Yeah. No, you know no, no. I mean? that, like, oh, no, we definitely don't do that. Actually, as a matter of fact, um, it, it, we we have a standing um, rule within the group. Which is like, you know, if you're up by 10, you know, the girls stop bunting, right? That's the first yeah. thing. That's the first thing that happens. Girls can't bunt anymore. Um, and the second thing uh, that we'll end up doing, which I can't do because I've had a couple knee surgeries, is like, um, and this isn't any way to insult the other team. Is, what's that? Tall ball? I don't know what tall ball is. Oh, I don't no, know. Um, no, we ask the guys to kick left-footed. Not, and and not, not to insult anybody, but because sometimes you need to kick, you need to kick left-footed as a guy. Um, yeah. you know, we're, so there's there's certain things that we start that we have implemented on the team because it is no it is absolutely no fun to beat a team by ten runs or more when it's ten nothing and it's the fourth inning that's no fun for anybody. Yeah. Um, but well, we don't try, we don't I give up on try, defense. Try being, try being the ref and trying to like keep a team who is down eleven nothing trying to keep them like good spirited. 
good spirit and not just sulking or angry for that so matter. yeah th- th- that's a tough one you know refing myself you, you um you i, I kind of watch underdog refs and they're a little standoffish as far as uh with the uh with the drinking right there's no drinking in underdog and that's kind of yeah. the nice thing about uh the other leagues waka uh, underdog and um, OKC, not underdog, excuse me, uh, Reese's Time and, and OKC is it is a drinking friendly league. So even when that team you is down by 12, more. guess what, man? Like I always bring my six back. So I'm going to go take that beer over to that team that's getting, you know, roughed up a little bit. And we're, we're going to go have a couple beers. We're, I'm, I, you know, it's my job to handle the game as an umpire. It's also my job to not necessarily uh, console them, but to at least cheer them up with a couple beers if you're getting wrapped yeah. up. And yeah, go party that's mode. Cool. That's great. Yeah. See, I don't have that privilege. No, yeah. you don't. No, that that's tough. You have so have you ever played kickball yourself? Uh, just screwing around oh. when we have a forfeit or something. That's the thing about underdog too is that it's a different perspective. Yeah. When you guys had your your referee episode, is that it's a completely different perspective because we don't play. Right. You're missing out, bud. And missing out. Generally, generally speaking, we won't hire anyone who's played hmm. to be a ref. That's interesting. Because it's, it's like is it bias? Hard. Is it bias concern? Uh, I don't think it's as much of a bias concern. I think it's just when you play, and this isn't a knock at you guys, but when you play, you think you know everything. Uh, yeah, and it's okay. a little, it, it can be, it can be significantly different if That's you fine. are Ricky knows everything, just but fine. Well, I know. Yeah, we all know that. <laughs> uh, no, it's just, it's just really interesting. It's a, it's a totally different dynamic. So it's, you know, I think there's a part of underdog refereeing where we kind of, as a ref, either you are so socially engaging with the players, Mm -hmm. which is what I do, to try to make sure that everyone has a good time, or if you're more reserved, I found the refs that are more reserved tend to really get into the game. Yeah. And it's almost like they're living vicariously through the players. Mm. And I tend to not want to do that because I don't like getting hot too high or too low. I tell everybody on the field all the time, like, you know, people say like, Oh, you're favoring, you know, you're favoring Ricky. And it's like, I don't like Ricky. I don't, <laughs> I don't like Ricky. I don't like that girl. I don't like that guy. Like they're all dead to me. I'm here to make money. You know, and people laugh at that. It's, it's tongue in cheek. Right. You know, but right. like, but like realistically, like I, I don't care if, 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 you know, if the departed wins the title, I'm going to sleep the same, no matter if it's departed too legit to kick, you know, indie team, whatever, like it makes no difference to mm. me. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. and, and I can appreciate that you as a ref. Yeah. Uh, like I, uh, listen, we've we had a great time going to wrestling together, and and you do oh, yeah. like me, so fuck off. <laughs> uh, whether, whether you say it or not, fuck you. So uh, Rick, uh, just 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 to uh, just to help Paul out a little bit, that's three to one. He 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 doesn't socialize while refs either. You know, he doesn't go out there and drink beers. Yeah, yeah, no, no. but but he yeah. you know he doesn't he, he wants to show an unbiased opinion. But he, he doesn't totally want to go. socializes and he chats people up and he's engaged okay, in, in in the relationship. So um, it's, it's all right, whatever. It is what it is. So um, I, it, it, here's the, the one the one thing that I I took away from that 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 whole topic though is that. I feel like there's a, a, a niche that underdog fills, mm-hmm. right? And and it's really that startup league. You know, players getting going. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's a great league to to really feel safe and and enjoy learning how to play the game. 
And um, when, when you want to move on and do things a little bit you know, differently, there's a space for you in other leagues. And that shouldn't be frowned upon or you know, looked at as being cutthroat. It's, um, there's, a spa- there's a safe space for everybody. I it's, love it. It's like a big springboard. It really is. It really brings people in um, real good taste, you know? Real good taste. I, I like it. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't disagree with any of that. I think that, um, you know, like Diddy said, she doesn't like playing on dirt. Some people love playing on dirt and playing mm-hmm. on a real diamond. Oh yeah. And that's. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's one good thing memory. I can say that that's a positive for Underdog. I is pref- that we have a really good relationship with the Parks Department, so yeah. we get the fields that we want. Nice. Nice. Um, which, I, is, which is a pro, you know. You, like you so, can make you can make the argument either way. Like we have paid reps, so you should, in theory, and I say this completely, you know, honest with you guys. In theory, you should be getting consistency week to week. Now we know that's not the case. Mm, I think it is the okay. case. No, it's not. It's, 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 I do. Yeah. I mean, no, not no, with no. underdog. Um, this is this is what this is what I think is the case is. Because everybody else is so inconsistent, recess time brings uh, player reps, right? Sometimes they're drunk, super inconsistent. OKC is player-owned. Sometimes the players are drunk. Waka, let's just go ahead and admit, they're drunk. Um, (laughs) But OKC, but uh, but Underdog, Underdog, they're not drunk. They're sober. Um, You're going, you know, you know the umpires. You, that you... I don't think you oftentimes um, hire new umpires, and you don't hire from the league players. Here's the difference. So I, I find that to be very consistent, actually. Okay. Here's the difference. Okay. Is in it, so for kickball, um, I think that uh, that's for the most part a fair statement. Um, for softball, not so much. I feel like at that point it becomes more um, kind of. Uh, uh, relative to the style of the, the you know the referee mm-hmm. or the umpire, um, you know you may get a, an umpire that calls a high you know, a, right, you right, know strike right. or you know so the you're, talking, pitch. you're talking right. about the it's inconsistent because the umpires are not consistent. Correct. But Ricky, Ricky, isn't that the nature of the game though? Because softball oh, mirrors baseball so much more than kickball mirrors right. baseball. Right. It does. That you're. I think you're. But but on point. But I at the same time, uh, Paul, I feel like that's why I'm attracted to fast pitch more than slow okay. pitch mm-hmm. because it's uh, there is way more um, just like personal interpretation. Mm-hmm on the fast pitch strike zone than there would be on a slow pitch. Okay. So it's 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 really an interesting dynamic. I'd love to talk to you about yeah. this more. Uh, but let's talk a little let's, bit let's, uh, yeah. about some of the, <laughs> we the, got some, the got dirty some questions. The dirty yeah. stuff. because uh, you've been around you've it. been around the game for a long time and you've seen some of the best rivalries, the best um, interactions. I wanna know a little bit about some of the like the, the best just arguments or fights or you know uh, just tensions that you felt on a kickball field what's the what are some of the best fights you've seen man so i can tell you i haven't seen a lot of fights to hmm. be perfectly i knew honest it with you. and well i think a big part of this is because uh, it, it comes to a couple different aspects so one i've been doing this long enough that mm, if, if you notice and i think you do ricky from being on my field a yeah. lot is that when people start getting close to crossing that line I shut it down. Yeah, you squash it. Right. There's still got to be some some issues because some player look. There's some players out there that don't like other players, and no matter as a ref, you know, on on the way to the parking lot, you know, a good fuck you goes a long way, you know. Um, 
you can't you well, can't stop that, right? You can't stop so that. The, like, is there, is the there stuff like issue, that you've seen? The biggest issue I've seen was at Red Rubber a few years ago. Oh yeah, and and that was with Kikaracha. I believe it might have been the Departed, right? No, 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 no. no, no. Don't, 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 you're don't drag you're saying the Departed because uh, Travis and Andy, because uh, yeah, Beam yeah. Beam was in it. I was not. I don't. At the no. Kikaracha, you no, were on that team. Not. No, I was not. No, I was not. I wasn't no, even wasn't. on the field. No, no this was a uh, Back to the Future. Uh, you yes. tell me. Tell me about the game. So essentially what happened is something something went down on a field that wasn't mine during, I think, the semifinal or, or a, a round-robin round mm-hmm. or something happened where where a, a homophobic slur was oh. was, was, was said yes. to, uh, to uh, Lloyd. Lloyd, Lloyd Baltimore. To, uh, We're just not going to say who said it. Let's just avoid that. Yeah. No, no, because there's no point. I, I don't right. want to rehash it and talk negatively about no, it. No, but, but, that, but that's what happened. Lloyd, someone called Lloyd a homophobic slur. So here's the thing is, is that in my interactions with Lloyd, mm-hmm. is that he he fancies himself to be a little bit of a manipulator. <laughs> you don't <laughs> say. He tried, and I, I, I have limited interaction, let me tell you. Like, and the thing is, like, I can't think of very many players who I have had a disrespectful relationship with, period very few um but he i think he can rub people the wrong way and i can see that mm-hmm. i think you can say that about anybody but i think he tries to get in people's heads and poke and poke and poke and, and kind of cause them to make mistakes pesky okay? he's very pesky yeah i think that's a totally fair thing and that's, that's i think you'd say that's that fine. so essentially what happened is it became a kikaracha and i believe it was back to the pitcher like you said um in the stadium at Normandale, that red rubber, mm-hmm. and I was I had two refs. It was me and I believe Josh. It was Josh's first red rubber, and uh, I don't remember exactly what set it off, but something happened there where there was a close play at home, and I made my call, and it was someone from the Kikaracha, like got in the face of I want to say it was Lloyd. It might not have been Lloyd. Uh, but got in the face, and it became this, this, this shouting match, and then it kind of so the dugouts kind of emptied a little bit, and it was as simple as me. Just I grabbed this unnamed man from the Kikaracha, and you know, because I'd, I'd ref the Kikaracha for years, I saw him when they were brand new at Sea yeah. Walkrest. I've, I've known him for a long time. And I grabbed him and I pulled him away. And I looked right at him and I said, "Like, don't be that guy right yeah. now. Shut up. Don't be that guy." Mm. And he immediately, you know, sobered up, like his dad saying, like, you know, right. I'm, not, I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. <laughs> uh, like one of those. But right. then, you know, it, Lloyd and everybody kind of kept chirping. And finally, I just put my hands up and said, next person that talks, you're sitting out. Yeah. Everyone just shut the fuck up. Good for you. And everyone just was chill after that. No, it, went, it went a lot further than that. And there was a long conversation that I had with Boyd and a long conversation I had with many of the players of the Kikaracha. And then afterwards, it, it became a big, long thing. It's unfortunate it happened that way. But it is what it is. You know, like, I, I think that uh, whatever was said should never have been said. Yeah. It's in very, it's in very poor taste. And I think it's, it's pretty hard to argue against that. So just to be clear, um, that wasn't departed on the field. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. And it's, again, this is the, this is the yeah. problem. This thing's blur. Yeah. Yeah. Things blur. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I don't see a lot of fights. I remember there was a, uh, Ricky, I don't know if you remember this or not, but there was a red rubber a few years ago where the soft core final was 99 problems against fly lice. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Do you remember this? Yeah. And so I'm reffing at home as I'm, Generally, I'm the home plate up for the finals at Red Rubber. Um, this last year, I didn't. I took the home plate off because I wanted to give Josh a crack at it. Um, 
I think it was Josh this year. Maybe it was Ange. Either way, one of our refs. Um, but anyway, so uh, there was a close play at home, and I called the runner safe, and the catcher never got the ball. Like mm. the ball just kept trickling down the first baseline. Yeah, and he's, he starts screaming at me, saying, "What the what the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck?" And I just pointed at the ball and said, "You might want to get that." Hmm. All right. Well, another run comes in. Well, after the game, 99 Problems, who loses, went on just a tirade. Just yeah. every name in the book you can think of at me. Oh, yeah. Real special uh, guys, I mean, yeah. just homophobic slurs, uh, saying I was racist. Uh, and wow. I, I honestly, that's the one time where I felt out on island where, like, do I want to keep doing this? Yeah, sounds like, like they got really worth it. 99 Problems. Yeah, right? And, yeah. Uh, and they, don't play, they don't play with us anymore. I don't even know if Fly Life plays with us anymore. I think they got to be done to pull some shit like that. You got to be done. Yeah, okay, let's so. move off of that fight. What about an injury? Yeah. <laughs> all right, so oh. all right, so he's jumping to injuries. I, I, I don't want to lose the top one. Um, oh, 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 no, no, okay. Let, let, let's, let's, okay, first let's go to injuries, then we're going to top one. Go ahead. Uh, okay. Nastiest injury you got out there? Okay, so I've seen um, three injuries that stick out of my head. Uh, one, uh, is it David that played on Gym Class Heroes? No, ran, ran into, into the, the wall. wall. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. At PSU, and I think everyone's Tell heard the story by now, but it was a fly ball out in the, the short fence out in, in, uh, in left field on, the, on the, the short field at PSU, and he's running and tracking and tracking and tracking it, and no one's telling him wall. Uh, and he's not running with his hand out, and he goes smack into <laughs> that concrete wall. And he went down face first, and I went out to the outfield because like, everyone was like, oh, shit. You know? Yeah. So I ran out there and like, hey, buddy, you okay? And he turns like... He turned kind of away from me, and he was like, yeah, I think I'm okay. And as he turned towards me, it was just blood. blood. Just everywhere. Okay, dude, I, I, was, I was at that That's game. That's number one. I was, on, I, was, I was playing on the team that was playing against Gym Class Heroes. Yes, and okay, and uh, it was Andrew Garrison that kicked the, the, the ball to the left center field. And it was, yes, it's a short wall, but it was a boot. Huh. No one's clearing that player, wall. Yeah. To get to that wall is pretty hard. He kicked the snot out of that ball. And, uh, you know, everyone assumes if it's in the air to the left center field that you've got to, you can catch it because no one's hitting that wall. All right. So number two, what's number two? Number two is a game at Peninsula Park back before we ran, uh, you know, regularly at Peninsula on Sundays. And it was, um, it was Canada, who I think, Ricky, you're familiar with. Yeah. Um, who are who are there for fun? They're there to dress up and be goofy. Um, and so it was Canada, and it was I think it was Canada. No, I'm wondering. No, it wasn't Canada. It was Wasted Talent who went over to recess time. Uh, and it was Wasted Talent against another team who were a newer team. And there was a girl playing first base, so she's she's waiting for the throw, and she has her her, her right leg, you know, planted or ready, ready for it. And she's reaching for the ball, and the the guy is. This is back when we allowed alcohol and underdog. And he was so hammered drunk that as he was running to first, just, you know, ass over tea kettle, lost his footing, went straight into her planted knee. Oh. Knee goes backwards, you know, kneecaps out, out of, I mean, he's knocked out. He's out cold oh. to where I have to call an ambulance. Oh. Damn. Uh, you know, he didn't know where he was. Uh, that's number two. The worst one I had is when I was training at King's School. I'm not sure and if I'm ready for this. So Brian, Brian Corber was trading, training me. And Brian Corbett, basically, his way of training is just like, well, have fun reffing. <laughs> and I'm going to walk around, and if you need me, just yell. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. I'm going to I can handle this, right? So and there's a pop-up. 
and just like someone just you know one of these guys just kicks the ball tries to kick it as hard as he can but it goes literally straight up in between the pitcher and the catcher and they both they don't call each other off they both come running for it right and they they have one of these massive collisions the catcher had glass lensed prescription sunglasses oh my god and it cut his cheek to where it looked like a zombie movie to where it's like there was like flesh hanging Oh wow! <laughs> you know, and he—he's—he's he's so drunk he doesn't feel it. So he's like, "Oh man, is it bad?" And I was like, "But I can like almost see your bone. Like it's—it's it's plastic surgery bad." Oh like, wow! You know, and I'm yelling for Brian, and Brian's nowhere in sight. He's just like, "Hey, oh, whatever, what happened?" Oh, that's, oh that sucks. Man. Have you seen Team America? Yeah. All right. So do you know that scene where the guy's given the sign to try to get like saved from? Uh, the terrorist, because he was abducted. I, I get to see you, like, giving the sign, just flailing your arms around. Ah! Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Asking for help. That's hilarious. Yeah. Well, because right. like, the thing is, like, I'm not going to help. Like, if someone's bleeding and someone says, hey, like, I scratched my knee, you know, I scraped my knee slide in the second. Like, do you have a Band-Aid? Yeah, man, I got a Band-Aid. I got an alcohol wipe. Yeah. Take care of yourself, right? Yeah. But if someone's got flesh hanging off their face and they're like, help me, I'm like, no. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Bro, I don't pay me enough to do that. All right, so, Paul, I got I, – I need to I need to know something. You've been around in the game uh, for a yeah. long time. Uh, gun to your head. If I'm, if I'm talking greatest rivalry that you've seen in underdog kickball, uh, what do you feel like uh, that rivalry is? So here's the thing is I think I missed – all of the good rivalries hmm. because I missed all the unthanked stuff. That's fair. Hmm. So I think I missed a lot of it. So really like I think any rivalry that I would name right now is going to be a really watered down version. No, no, no. In fairness, I like the, the, some of the Guar, um, you know, cool runnings, uh, games. I feel is like that it's really a rivalry. It's not really a rivalry. You're right. Because we squashed them, right? Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Let them in. No, Cause I don't think, I don't think you guys play enough. Like against each other and underdog for me to call it a rivalry. If it's a rivalry, I haven't seen enough of it to call it a rivalry. All right, if so I twice. It's not a rivalry. It's two games. Yeah, but we yeah. destroyed. <laughs> I'm kidding. All right, no, no. All right, so no, and, I would say I would say that um, just because of how heated it was, I think that like a garage back to the pitcher was pretty was rough. I think uh, any Portland team that gets into the midcourt final and has Seattle. to play the violent chubbies. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That Seattle Portland rivalry is legit. Yeah. That Seattle Portland rivalry is real. Yeah. And and regardless of what happened up in Seattle this last year, we're not gonna talk about that. Yeah. Because again, it wasn't there, and I'm not gonna talk about something that I didn't see firsthand. But I'll tell you, like the Chubbies, when they come down to Portland, they act like they own the joint. And for a while they did. Hmm. And it took hmm. a while for scenes to start getting them and to start chipping away. Mm-hmm. Um I think Latikaracha rubbed a lot of teams the wrong way, and not because they were cocky necessarily, but because they were really good real quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, got, uh, they, they, they had, definitely have talent. Yeah, I mean, they just, they have some really big kickers. Yep, they've got talent. And it's, you know, I think back when I first started, it was back when uh, uh, Jesse Wood had a team at Seawall Crest that was pretty damn good. That was, for the, I mean, for Seawall Crest, um, not necessarily in a mid-quarter lens, but like, uh, it was like him and Tyrone and uh, God, who was in that team? Kim Betts. Yeah. And uh, you know, it was, it was they were good. They were hard to beat. Mm-hmm. 
no, is that because there wasn't as much talent there, maybe? Like, the only team that really seemed to beat him was uh, Roboto, Diablo, Diablo hmm. or whatever, uh, which was like Logan and all those guys, and yeah. uh, what's his name, Tishko. Hmm. And, uh, and that, that crew. Uh, it's interesting. Underdog is so territorial. You know, like, where'd you play? Unthink. Where'd you play? Seawall Crest. You know, that's honest, where'd you play? God, that, Red that, Rubber Seattle. That's the reason Midway died. <laughs> that's really the reason that Midcore died. I think it was less about Underdog trying to get away from the competitiveness uh-huh. and it's more about, park. like, okay, so you, you have, like, one or two Midcore teams that are at Seawall Crest, right? In theory. You had one or two Midcore teams that were like, we're going to play at Peninsula. One or two Midcore teams that are like, no, nah, we're playing at King's School or we're playing wherever. Yeah. And, like, no one could get the six or eight teams together yeah. at one park to just do it yeah well yeah. unthink was was the last place that you can actually get everyone together and and share yeah. one space the other when when it divided up a little bit it, it became uh kind of like uh you know the the southwest atlantic or you know like the yeah. <laughs> some of the 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 old school wrestling fat uh, you know factions no, where you get uh, you know a champion at each league if you, if you were a a mid mid card guy in the you know the wwf you, you go to this, you know, the, the Southwest Atlantic, and you, you're the champ, you know. So exactly. that's that's kind of exactly. the way that it looked, uh, you know, it was treated. Paul, this has been well, a great episode. Is, yeah, yeah. And I'll tell you honestly, honest to God, like my biggest regret of being of being an up is not going to unthink and wrestling unthink. Hmm. Like, honestly, because I think it would have definitely changed my perspective a little bit, um, for better or worse. Who knows? But I think I just I would have seen a different level and a different style. Well, here's my commitment to you. Is if we find a way to do any sort of tournament, a single day tournament at uh, at Unthink, <laughs> I'm gonna I want I want to have you ref that game. That sound like a plan? Did my did you did my phone just connect to you? you did. Hi, are you still there, Paul? I'm here. All right, sorry. I think my phone just connected to her Bluetooth. Um, well, that's good. Anyway, so um, anyway, it's 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 an acknowledgement. It's, it happens. Um, anyway, so, uh, yeah, so if we do a, a, a single day tournament at some point, uh, I think it'd be fun to have you ref that game. So if, if you're down, well, let's do it. I think I, give me enough notice, I'll be there. All right. Sounds like a plan, boss. What do you think, Chris? Uh, I think, well, no, I think it's been a great, uh, great job interviewing. Um, I have one final question, which is, uh, yep. when do you, uh, when do you plan on calling it quits? Is this, uh, is this like your retirement deal? Like, are you going to just do this into your, uh collecting social security what are we doing here i used to say that i did underdog for beer money huh and that was that was kind of the the running joke and now now it's kind of become well i got two kids that are in private school so uh uh you know but but realistically like it's there are fewer there, there are very few things that i would rather do on a sunday and i i joke a lot about like uh like people are like how's it going paul i'm like you know you know Sunday, I'm here. You know? <laughs> but like realistically, like I'm I'm going I'm getting paid to go out and help other people mm. enjoy their Sunday and have a good time. What a hopefully. humanitarian. Love it. Well and it's but I mean let's be honest, I'm getting paid. Yeah, I'm not yeah. doing it out of the kindness of my heart. No, no. But no. but like I'm getting paid to have to help like facilitate fun. Yep. Like that's a pretty good gig. I'm I'm outside, it's usually good weather. You know, like what's there to hate about it? Pretty good deal. You know, like when it's 100 degrees, it sucks really bad. When it's pouring down rain, it sucks really bad. But for the most part, it's not either one yeah, of those things. For the most part, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. 
Well, you're awesome, Paul. I really do appreciate you taking the time and, and, and spending uh, you know this this Thursday evening with us. Um, I hope you had fun. Anytime you guys want to talk, I'm I'm, I'm happy to, to wax philosophical about whatever you want to talk about. That's Sweet fantastic. deal. Deal. Well, again, I can't thank you enough. Uh, I appreciate you. You have a fantastic evening. Um, anything else you want to say, bud? I got nothing. All right, cool. <laughs> Let's do it. Well, you take care, I Paul. Thank you. This. Thank you, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Well, that was Paul Williams. Yeah, Paul Williams. Yep. Underdog uh, kickball. Mm-hmm. Great, uh, a great guy, a great man. I appreciate him coming out uh, and, and supporting justkickball.com. Guys, if you want to listen to the podcast, uh, hop on the website, man. That's the place to be. Yep. Justkickball.com. Let's do it. Uh, let's go ahead and hit the last of it. Remember, PDX Dwelling uh, with Cassandra... Cassandra Skelly. Skelly. Uh, Cassandra Skelly. Yeah, we, we we just accepted an offer this week, and and uh, the the plan is to you know have the house sold by the middle of the month uh, of June. So yeah. Yep. Reminder about Loyal Legion. They do home deliveries for your growlers. Please look into that. And uh, you got Seven ri- Seven Rivers Barbecue. It's on Killingsworth yeah. in about 34th. So yeah, come check them out. Uh, they are the the nacho provider for the Blazers, yep. and the Blazers can't play. So let's bring that Blazer crowd out to them. Last and not least, get your ass out and vote. Yeah, please please vote. Please vote for Candace. You got till the 19th to drop off that ballot. Come on. We love you guys. Happy birthday to my son. He's turning 10 this Saturday. I love you guys. Bye, Bye Ma. Good.